0: I'm Farah D. of Farah Degenet Hull Horsemanship in Central Massachusetts in USA. And this is another episode of my podcast where I'll help you liberate your horsemanship. Hello and happy holidays to one and all out there in uh horsey world um I'm bringing you a new podcast that uh I'm been thinking about just adding some things uh you can let me know if you uh like some of the things i'm adding uh today's podcast to be dedicated to basically telling of my journey with one of my horses here, one of my highly valued um, faculty, equine faculty, I like to call them. Uh, For those of you who don't know, know, my faculty has been horses that were given to me, um, you know, horses that were rescues. Um, Some of them have remained here and some of them I have been instrumental in fostering and rehoming. So, um, you know, I I often will intervene on some horses behalf if I know that they're not going to go down a good path, even if I cannot keep them myself, because we all know that uh, the herd can get out of hand, especially when you have a farm, how many horses, they can accumulate quickly. So, um, yes, I've uh, had some that... You know i had here for periods and then put them into outstanding homes and then um, ones that were great fits for my program and have uh, stayed on as uh, faculty so um i'm gonna get to dean in a little bit but uh one of the things i want to talk a little bit about before i get into dean was um a little bit about wild horses i've become quite uh vocal about getting people you know involved in helping keep wild horses wild and um i don't know how up to date a lot of you are but um in the us briefly the horses are getting rounded up and they are kept in these government holding facilities on our taxpayer dollars. Um, uh, Recently they were getting up to $20 million uh, budgets for rounding up and basically holding these horses indefinitely in these um, facilities and uh, I just read an article that said that they just asked for a budget of like $160 million um, for the next uh, round. So they're asking for an increase. Um, I'm not very happy about the, uh, interfering with their birth control. That's kind of the, the, uh, compromise right now is, um, releasing some of the horses back in the wild with, um, some type of reproductive interference. Uh, I don't agree with that, but I guess if it's the lesser evil. I would rather see that happen. Um, I wish I could just leave them alone. The arguments aren't valid um, about their use of resources, not enough resources for them, but um, we're basically paying for that and horses get hurt in the roundups. Um, mothers and babies get separated. I read that two horses' necks were broken, and the most recent ones, uh, 14 horses died. Um, legs are broken. One one horse had a ruptured uterus. So, um, you know, this is really horrible and upsetting. But anyway, you know, keep keep uh, informed. You can join um, American Wild Horse. Uh, campaign and uh, the Cloud Foundation are two of some that I follow there's some other ones uh, pick whatever ones you want to follow support them um, They some of them sell beautiful photographs and artwork uh, there's some really well known photographers that do stunning work of the horses and another thing I wanted to just touch on is the Mustang makeovers and contests you know in the past people have asked me if I wanted to do those and why didn't I do them and you know I am strenuously opposed to those contests and generally training contests in general I'm not a big fan of because there's absolutely nothing in it for the horse and uh, some of you may have run into trainers with egos and um, you know the fact that uh, there are a lot of trainers and huge egos Uh, those contests in my opinion do not benefit horses they benefit trainers and in some cases the trainers could care less about the horses it's just another feather in their cap or resume um you know item that they won some contest so um I'm very much about keeping the horses wild um don't feel like it's a great feat to take a non domesticated horse and you know tame it for domestic, put him into a domestic horse lifestyle. Uh, that's just my opinion, and it's not something I want to participate in. I've chosen to put my efforts instead of doing Mustang contests to helping keep them wild. I want to see them wild. Uh, some of you may not know that last. January, I did make a trip to Arizona, and I was lucky enough to find the Salt River Wild Horses, which is another cool organization. That's one I've actually donated to. Um, they are keeping a herd there that is maintained through birth control, and it has been a protected herd. It is officially protected. They can't round up any of the horses. They can't do anything to harm them, They're, they are officially a herd that is, you know, being protected legally. Um, if you want to go see them, if you go to Phoenix, they are right outside, so, yeah, astonishingly about 15 minutes from the center of Phoenix, if you go kayaking with the Salt River, uh, they are often there to get water, which makes total sense, and they were commonly seen by a lot of people. And so I I got to see them, and uh, they really moved me and um, fired me up. You know, I was always aware of it, but I got even more more, um, motivated to help them. Seeing them in person really did something. So anyway, that's uh, something just any of you would like to donate to give Mustangs some support for Christmas or for whatever holidays you might be celebrating, that's a good thing to do. Give some some organizations some help, and um, you know, see if we can stop the uh, horror, the horrific roundups. So, um, moving on to other things, um, another. Feature I would like to talk about is uh giving your horses healthy treats. we all love to treat our horses let's face it we definitely uh you know some people are adamantly opposed to it. I used to be, but then i was thinking about it and how much of an important um, piece it is you know working around food with with our horses or any animals and um you know, at some point, you know, I was thinking that, uh, you know, everybody likes to do this. Everybody likes to work with their, give their horses things. And, you know, should be something where a horse has, you should be able to, to hand feed your horse if you want to. You know, it's totally your choice if you don't want to. But basically you know, if there's structure and boundaries around food, you should be well within your safety. And if if you aren't, then it's actually a challenge you should take on and work on if it's safe for you. Um, You know, I've shown some videos of how to do that. And um, what I wanted to talk about is offering healthy treats. And I'm going to talk about one in each podcast or an herb or specific thing just to give you some tips and today I want to talk about sweet potatoes which our horses love um, our TCM vet says give it to them they're really good for them not every horse likes them because of zoopharmacognosy maybe your horse won't like it but uh, I, my horses love sweet potatoes they can be chopped up easily into little cubes for treats They can be dried. So they're just a great, great uh, beneficial treat. In traditional Chinese medicine, they help the large intestine, the stomach, the spleen, and the kidneys. Uh, Horses, as we all know, often have a lot of digestive issues. Um, They are helpful with digestive issues. They help eliminate toxins. They tonify the chi and blood. Can help with edema, uh, insulin issues, IR, inflammation, and are anti carcinogenic. So imagine giving your horse treats. I'm big on feeding whole food treats and not processed treats Uh, or herbs, medicinal herbs, sunflower seeds, rose hips, anything. But imagine giving your horse those things something they love and need and has nutrients that they're maybe lacking and is more than just a treat. It's healing with whole food. It's, it's food as medicine, either feeding the disease or feeding the cure. So that's uh, my whole food tip for today and this episode. And I'm gonna move on to uh, Dean and how I uh, worked with him and took a journey with him to the Dean we all know and love now. Um, First, I want to give you uh, his element type, which is um, he was um, metal when he came in and stayed metal. Some horses come in when they're way out of balance and they can be uh, one element and then they change to another element when they come into balance. I've always felt Dean was metal. Uh, he's not a combo uh, one. Sometimes they're a combo of two. Um, so metal horses, uh, the characteristics of metal horses is um, they tend to like routine and order. Uh, they tend to be um, pretty good with, you know, structure. They can be the sort of stoic aloof horses uh, generally quiet, uh, can be somewhat independent, uh, and they are what I call sort of the worker horses, like they like, they, they're good work horses, like ranch horses, you know, um, kind of have a business-like uh, attitude about training and work, you know, as long as it's fair and balanced, uh, I would say not as much of a touchy-feely horse, but a horse that, you know, is a good partner for someone who likes to, to do work, you know, or um, wants a horse with a kind of work, workman-like attitude. Uh, Dean is definitely that horse. Um, the unbalanced characteristics, which is one of the things I like about the elements, and is that they help us connect to what can happen with a horse or anyone when they get out of balance it can bring up health problems it can bring up emotional problems so uh, you know in the case of the metal horses they can have respiratory issues when they're that's one of their weaknesses Uh, their coat can get poor um, digestive issues know things around uh, definitely around sinus and respiratory and um, emotional you know so a lot of times when the horses come to Ohana they have emotional and physical imbalances so I look at the whole horse as we know so um, uh, what I thought was if I shared some of the bigger things that I had to address with Dean might help some of you. You might be dealing with the same things with your own horses. Uh, Even if they're not a metal horse it just might be some particular thing you're dealing with. So um, Dean came with extremely severe separation anxiety. Uh, didn't like to go on a trailer. I would describe him as actually claustrophobic. To this day he still doesn't like to be stalled attribute that to his life as he was a Styan until he was 11, so uh, possibly that he was kept isolated um, through his early life as a Styan. He was very structurally out when he came. He could not canter on his right lead and he was uh, so stiff, uh, it was very difficult for him to, uh, just basically move comfortably, uh, you know, he had no suppleness whatsoever, and, um, he had some lameness issues, um, his hooves. you know, he had lived a life in shoes, and, um, he had contraction, and was pretty lame on front hooves so he was what I call a, a full full top to bottom, you know from hoof hoof to to heart. Um, it takes a village. you'll hear me say that all the time. Uh, when a horse comes to Ohana, you know one of the first things is is the environmental support. So what does this horse need? to feel less stressed they're obviously in a state of stress they've been moved to a new place Um, he didn't come from a place where he was particularly stressed but um, he definitely his separation anxiety indicated that he was not comfortable with people so when I deal with separation anxiety I look at it from the horse's point of view if a horse doesn't want to leave other horses it tells me that he's having difficulty or she's having difficulty with people she or he does not feel safe with people and other horses provide more comfort and security so our job is to help emotionally balance that horse and that can come from also health imbalances. I had a thoroughbred here at one point that was here for a short time and had severe separation anxiety from their pasture mate and we did and this is mind you an extraordinary result and in no ways uh, necessarily what I've seen Consistently, but just the, sometimes the power of, of acupuncture and Chinese medicine is mind-blowing. But this horse had one acupuncture session with our, you know, vet, our amazing vet, and her separation anxiety disappeared. Um, it was amazing. But I say that to say that this illustrates the power of the mind-body, um, out of balance and why I use um, Chinese medicine to help with so-called behavioral issues because what I've learned is is that a horse whose system is out of balance you know everything their behavior becomes out of balance just like us when we get stressed maybe we get uh, angry and snappy at people or we cry a lot or you know we are just nervous and you know uh, anxious and horses are no different. Uh, And that has a physiological effect on us. So to simply look at behavioral issues, quote unquote, as a just a problem with the horse's behavior is is a tremendous disservice and and misnomer for horses. So um, when we started with uh, Dean, um, he was... uh, know severely uncomfortable with being separated from horses and he also would then disassociate when you put tack on him so if you actually did bring him into the barn he was frantic uh, in some cases dangerous and this is a quarter horse by the way so you know people tend to not think of quarter horses like this but um and also, we'd never recognize the Dean that we have today. But um, anyway, he's uh, he is what you would think of a quarter horse is now. Very, he's the horse that anyone can ride. He's absolutely kind and gentle and calm. and um, He can be separated from other horses, loads on the trailer, all of these things. It uh, does not disassociate when you bring him in. How did... I deal with that. The first thing was I let him say no a lot. And if you listen to my podcast of principles of my work, I let him walk away from the halter. We kept him with horses he liked. He did find a bonding to my other gelding. We let him be with that gelding. We took that gelding with him when he wanted to have company and he was upset. Uh, we built trust with him by giving him what he asked for. If he said he needed another horse with him to keep him calm, we brought the other horse. If he didn't want to be caught, he didn't want the halter on. run, we let him walk away. We let him walk away a lot. We let him walk away in the beginning. We wanted him to feel like he had a choice because the horse that disassociates so of course, that is definitely saying, you know, I didn't have a choice. So a lot of his healing was revolving around giving him choices and letting him say no to even being with people. And over time, and I always say, I can't tell you what day or it wasn't like June 13th in you know, 2017, that all of a sudden Dean was the horse he is now, it was a gradual change. I let him know that he could trust my process. I was consistent. I gave him things he needed. He wanted tons of herbs and tons of whole food. When he first came, he literally ate pounds and pounds of certain herbs, barley grass, and rose hips and flax oil, and, I mean, he was just balancing himself. Uh, you know, my vet worked on him, you know, a uh, Chinese medicine vet. We put him on Chinese herbs. Uh, he's an older horse. When he came, he was 17 years old, so he was quite, um, you, know, uh, you know, a little bit arthritic, and uh, he had come to find out that he had had an, a very big injury when he was actually a foal in his um, right hind uh, that had had surgery, and there was definitely some some complications around that, some arthritis, arthritis. but um, basically, one of the things I want to talk about mainly here is separation, because it's quite a common problem. Separation anxiety is definitely, I've dealt with it quite a lot, and I've had Uh, recovered several horses from it you know um, came to me and had severe separation and we didn't do any training or teaching the horses to go away from the people or I mean away from the other horses or anything What, what cured quote unquote cured the separation was the horse's confidence and trust in us and our program, and their environment. And when I say environment, that means they their needs were looked after. They were put in herds. They were allowed to be horses. Their nutritional needs were taken care of. Their um, physical needs were taken care of. I did not address the separation at all. I addressed the horse's needs. Why is this horse anxious? Why is this horse stressed? I kept asking the horse what did they need to be a happier horse. And it may sound silly, but a happier horse does not have separation anxiety. But this is what I've discovered. A horse that's happy, that's comfortable in his environment, does not have separation anxiety. Is getting the right balance, you know, is not in pain, is not you know, it has nothing to do with training the horse to be buddy sour or whatever people want to call them, you know, or, um, you know, just straight anxiety. Um, it has everything to do with listening to the horse, building relationship with them, them feeling safe with you and not safe with you because you forced them to feel safe with you, but because you listen to them. And you listen to where their thresholds were, and where their comfort zones were, and when they were anxious about leaving, and in little tiny increments and baby steps, that horse learned that they were okay. And that is basically how I have cured, quote unquote, several, in some cases, quite severe separation cases. In every case, once the horse felt safe and confident and secure in their environment and in their routine and program, they no longer had separation anxiety. So, for what that's worth, uh, the moral of that story is focus on your horse's needs and happiness versus the actual cry for help that is separation anxiety. So, um... You know, building trust with horses is is about listening to what they're asking for, not about forcing them to adhere to our needs. So uh, it's not always uh, the way everyone wants to come at stuff, but it's the way I come at it, and it creates lasting, permanent change. Um, it takes a village, you know, all of that stuff, getting him more comfortable in his body, like I said, the Chinese herbs, uh, nutritional changes, putting him in herds where he was comfortable and happy. And one of the interesting things I'd like to mention, I, with each horse that I talk about, I'm going to say if there was one particular thing that I found especially helpful. And one of the things I found especially helpful with Dean was flower essences. And I had a lovely woman who was leasing him helping with the rehab, which is part of our program here. So I get these horses and people lease them and can learn and help with the rehabs. And that's part of my program here and how we support these horses and um, helps me pay for all of their um, whole holistic um, treatments and things that they need and their diets and all of the things that it takes so um this woman who's very good with flower essences i will always give her a lot of credit she worked with him with them and i attribute that to him turning the corner emotionally Um, i can't really say which ones we used because i can't remember but i will say that that's when i felt that emotionally he really turned the corner it wasn't about the separation it was about the disassociation that he had where he would just go inward and sort of shut down so um, for what that's worth you know um, there are a lot of good flower essences out there Bach flower is the one that I use quite a bit I was trained in Bach flower Uh, there are some other ones there are lots of different brands you can make them yourself there's some people at the farm who make their own too busy to be doing that but I respect the effort Um, that is definitely uh, a good source for some horses Uh, you know specific ones are always better you know rescue remedy is a popular one people like to use Uh, it's a good one to use temporarily until you can figure out what uh, once the animal might need um, but basically, you know the it, this is the whole approach, and it's what worked for this particular horse on top of that was a lot of gentle uh p t work uh dressage work, and once I got people to help me with his alignment, and he became less disassociated and Dean loves kids now he loves those little kids that come and work with him. Um, I like watching him with the kids uh, he has become a schoolmaster and the gentle dressage work we've done has helped keep him uh, comfortable and sound in his elderhood uh, at the ripe age of 25 now and that's what keeps a lot of the older horses going so it's important to have a good groundwork and um You know good suppleness program for these elders with arthritis Uh, he definitely does uh, better with some regular uh, dressage work in my program which is a very empathetic and PT focused type of dressage so for those of you who have older horses it's keeping him 25 years young and as sound as he possibly can be So uh, I expect he'll go on for uh, several more years. Uh, I feel like he's healthier now than he was when he first came at 17, which is pretty interesting. And um, he's a happy horse now. He's got uh, his best girlfriend, Holly, and uh, he had his pony friend that he loves to play with. And uh, he's doing happily, very well at this point in time. So that's uh, sort of a brief look into one of our particular horses. If you enjoyed hearing about him, uh, I would like to share about some of the other horses that we have here, and uh, their elements, and maybe some outstanding things that I worked on with them that might help you and your horses. Maybe it's something you're struggling with. And Um, Just some tips about some of the stuff we're using here all the time. Uh, I can't believe it's the new year coming up already. I mentioned in the last pod, uh, maybe some of you did a little reflection on how you may have grown since last January with your horse, with anything, with yourself. Um, Any goals you might have met where you are now compared to where you were last December, last January. Where do you want to go in 2022? Uh, Send me comments. Uh, Send me your uh, successes, your celebrations, even if it's just deepening your relationship with your horse. I want to hear about it. Um, There is a way to call in to the podcast, which I'm going to have to research a little bit, which might be fun. Where people can call in questions or comments or uh, anything, share a story. Um, yeah, I'm going to look into that. If people are interested in that, please do comment. As always, uh, if you can leave reviews or you're enjoying the podcast, I got a really nice review from someone on Instagram the other day. And It was great. She was really enjoying the podcast and said it really helped her feel like uh, she wasn't the only one with these ideas. And uh, it was nice to hear that feedback. So I want to hear you guys' feedback out there, Um, wherever you are. I hear people all over the world. Uh, On my analytics, I can see you out there and I know who my my peeps are um still trying to figure out uh yes at the end of january doing the live zoom stream to japan i'm not sure if other people can participate in that we'll see um maybe we'll have a recording of it that we can share here uh i think the date's uh it's january the end of January 20th. See, I can't remember. I have to look at my calendar. It's January 25th and 6th, or 6th and 7th. But um, also, got some interesting ideas, things in the works as far as online education and some webinars. Um, also, if you have some ideas for webinars you'd like to see, live webinars, uh, please again send me comments you can send them through the website you can send them through instagram you can send them through facebook all of the social medias i have tiktok too damn it please don't invent any more social media i can't keep up i gotta keep posting to all these different things (laughs) they will they'll keep inventing it there will be more social media and more hopefully for good so um yes, in the new year I will make some announcements and uh, have some more information about new ways you can get more education from me and uh, I will see you in the new year on the pod or on social media or maybe at the farm some of you might be coming here Um, yes, so have great holidays Uh, set your goals hope it's peaceful and joyous it's been you know times are still difficult right now in the world we're not out of the woods but uh as i say to everyone uh who asks me how things are going uh all things considered things are good things are good here at ohana and in the world of faradigian horsemanship and hopefully in your world see you in the next pod. out more about Faradijanet Whole Horsemanship at fdhorsemanship.com YouTube, Faradijanet Horsemanship on Facebook, at FD on Instagram, at FD on Twitter, and also you can join my membership site at fdhorsemanship.com where you can have access to virtual coaching, my online mentor program, and also many many videos plus videos for sale on cold starting and many exercises that I teach.